Hey, can I just have all the dads in the house who truly are superheroes to us stand, all the fathers in the house, stand up, please. We want to acknowledge you. We honor you. Celebrate you. Yes. Fathers, fathers, you may be seated. We thank you for you. We honor you. We honor you. And we know that today we just don't honor our biological fathers. Um, some of us aren't just fathers too, we're spiritual fathers. And we acknowledge those of you who've taken that position as spiritual fathers in people's lives. So thank you so much for you as well. Today we also honor our Heavenly Father. Can we hear for our Heavenly Father? Woo! Our Father in Heaven who so, so loves us that He gave His one and only Son. We're grateful for Him. We're just acknowledging that without His love, without His guidance, without His protection, we wouldn't be where we are today. So today we're going to be talking about, I have a special Father's Day message for you, and I, I want to let you know that I know that was a cute thing about superhero dads. And by the way, we're going to have superhero Sundays after church. At, by the time you get done, is it okay to have a Sunday at, uh, let me see, you'll be done at 10.15. Is it okay to have an ice cream Sunday at 10.15 in the morning? Of course it is. Of course it is. Oh, man. Fathers are truly the most powerful force in families and in society. And, and we cannot diminish the impact that fathers have. There's something that God has done that has made this idea of fatherhood so important. He's, he's actually placed that into his family structure. Remember, we said that it's both the spiritual and the physical, that many ways the, the physical represents a spiritual, and we understand what God the Father has done for us, and we get to demonstrate that to, to our kids, whether biological or spiritual. And I just want to let you know that, that we have to stand in honor of our fathers because our society wants to downplay. Our society wants to minimize fatherhood. And, and we have shows like The Simpsons that make fathers look like buffoons. And I'll tell you what, fathers, you are not buffoons. You are men of God. You are spiritual leaders. You are strong. You are courageous. You know how to lead. You know how to lead your family spiritually. Yes, I understand that we sometimes don't feel like we have what it takes, but God has equipped you. And so today we honor you. I want to let you know that this is purely from a societal level. Here's some stats from the U.S. Census Bureau and U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Center, also the Center of Disease Control. And other agencies report that children from fatherless homes are five times more likely to live in poverty, nine times more likely to drop out of school, 20 times more likely to go to prison, higher risk of drug and alcohol abuse, increased incidence of, of uh, aggressive behavior and problems, greater chance of runaways and homelessness, twice as likely to commit suicide. Fathers, your impact in this society and in your family's life cannot be 
um, overlooked. You know, if you were ever to come up with your top 10, the top 10, God has a top 10. Do you know God has a top 10? It's called the Ten Commandments. God's top 10, all right? The top 10. <laughs> and number five on the top 10, do you know number five is? Honor your father and mother. Today, I hope you spend time to honor your father. Now, I acknowledge here today, today might be a very painful place. Either you've lost a child throughout this year and you can't have that child honor you, or you have lost your father and you still carry the pain of that. And so today, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to comfort you. I know this is, for some, a difficult day. But if your dad is still alive, um, focus on some of Jesus or God's top 10 and number five, honor your father and mother. By the way, in Ephesians, Paul tells you that this is the first commandment that comes with a blessing for you. You want to be blessed, um, kids, doesn't matter how old you are. Honor your father and mother, and it says that you will live a long life, and all will go well with you. How many people want it to go well with you, right? So honor uh, your father today. Not just today, throughout the... Can I also tell you a little something for at least the younger kids, if you're still living at home? Um, the youth or younger. Uh, fathering and mothering, I'll say, but today, fathering is hard. And can you just cut them a little slack? Can you just do what you can to try to honor them? It will, it will actually be a blessing for you and it'll be a blessing to your dads. Um, so would you do that? I'm looking for the youngsters here. They all come, they sleep in, they come to the second service. That's where they are. <laughs> all right. Well, let me just kind of, I, I want to, we know the scripture talking about honoring dads. I want to read a little story, and then, and then we're going to d um, dig into this message. This story is going to relate to what I want to share um, today. I, I typically don't read a lot, but if you just kind of bear with me, I think it's a, it's a worthy um, tale to tell, and so I'm going to read it. Once upon a time in a small village nestled among rolling hills, there lived a humble father named Samuel. He was known throughout the community for his unwavering love and dedication to his children. Samuel understood the profound impact he had on their lives and the responsibility he carried as a father. Every evening after a long day work, Samuel would gather his children around him with tenderness in his voice. He would share stories of faith, integrity, and kindness. He would re recite verses from the scriptures, teaching them about the power of love and the importance of treating others with respect. One stormy night, where the wind was howling, I'm just trying to make it a little bit more interesting for you, and the rain poured down relentlessly, a young neighbor knocked on Samuel's door. The neighbor's house had been damaged by the fierce storm, leaving them homeless and vulnerable. Sam, Samuel immediately opened the door, providing shelter and comfort to his neighbor and their family. As Samuel's children watched their father's selfless, selfless act, they learned a valuable lesson about compassion and the importance of extending and helping hand to those in need. They witnessed their father's love in action seeing the impact it had on others and the transforma uh, transformation that it would have in not only that person's life, but in the community. Years passed and Samuel's children grew into remarkable individuals. They carried with themselves the seeds of love and kindness that their father had nurtured. They too became beacons of hope and agents of change 
in their own right, spreading love and compassion wherever they went. One by one, Samuel's children touched the lives of countless people, carrying forward the legacy of their father's love. They became teachers, doctors, artists, and community leaders, each making a positive impact in their chosen fields. The ripple of Samuel's influence spread wide, far and wide, inspiring others to embrace their roles as fathers and instill the same values in their children. In the end, Samuel's legacy was not merely measured by his accomplishments or material wealth. His true legacy lay in the lives he touched, the hearts he uplifted, and the goodness he instilled in his children. Though his through his unwavering love, Samuel had shaped not only his own family, but an entire generation, leaving behind a legacy that would endure for years to come. Fathers, this is your story. This is the privilege that you have every day. If you still have youngsters at home, and by the way, if you don't have youngsters at home, I think sometimes, dads, we feel like we've missed the boat. Maybe we've like haven't been exactly the kinds of dads that we wanted to be. If you're still breathing, it's not too late. You can still be a father. You are a father. But for those of you fathers who have youngsters at home, I want to encourage you, be those kinds of fathers. Instilling the values. Be in the scriptures. Pray for them. We'll get into that in a moment. There's a few things that I want to just share with you that, that fathers, that you, I want to build you up a little bit today. I celebrate you and I honor you, but I also, as a father, know the pressure that we have in this world to, to um, maybe don't rise to the occasion the, the way that I know that you and I can. And I just want to inspire and encourage you today. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, it says, fathers... This is the instruction. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. And this is the responsibility of fathers. I think so much that we, we feel like we just heard our job, only job is to bring home the bacon, right? We're just to bring home the bacon. Well, we are to provide, yes, and we are to protect. But I'll tell you what, fathers, there's something about instilling faith or what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. See, you model that. You lead by example. You're modeling virtue and morality. When you, they come face to face, they see you come face to face with a hard decision. And they see how you turn to Jesus and you, and you walk through that with integrity. In many ways, your life becomes a mirror that reflects who they become. Good or bad, right? And so there's some responsibility there. But I want to encourage you that he's giving you an opposite. Don't provoke your children to anger. In other words, like, like don't, don't just jab on your kids. Don't just like press on your kids. But, but instead, bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. That word discipline is, again, I'm just coming to realization. We, we sometimes feel like that discipline. Correction is good. By the way, correction is good. But discipline, the root of it is disciple them. Discipline, disciple them, but so be a model. Let them see your life and disciple them into the ways of faith and the instruction of the Lord. So like the superhero dads we saw in that cute little uh, clip ahead of time, does your, do your kids ever walk in on you and catch you praying? Do you have an opportunity to sit down with a scripture and 
read the scripture with them. I have to say as a father, I, I know that I haven't always been that. And yet I realize that it's never too late. And what an opportunity is to step into that even greater and in a fuller way. So we have that responsibility. And we have that opportunity to teach and to model our kids. See, the families, our, our kids observe us and they actually become very much like who we are, right? And, and we want them to live fully, wholeheartedly for not only the Lord, but to understand what his ways are. Another great scripture here is, is from Psalm 103, 13. It says, it is written, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. So if we don't have a, a society that, that makes men all, all weak and withering and, and buffoons, we have the other side of like, you have to be the macho guy. Like, you know, you have to have like hair coming out of your shirt, like, and you have to like, you know, just be so manly, plaid, carrying an ax everywhere you go because you're the man. In many ways though, there is a tender side of fathering that is so important as a father shows compassion to his children. And because many ways, actually, the father is the best model for us. We'll get to that in a moment. But as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord himself shows compassion to those who fear him. See, this is why I'm encouraging young people to, to work with dad, work with dad, right? They're not perfect, but as they lead in this way, they need some opportunity and to show that as they want to spend time with you and, and give you instruction that, that you don't always push resistance on there, but you just receive the father's love and compassion for them. You see, fathers can provide nurturing support. Many times we feel like the nurturer is just the, the mom, right? The nurturer is just the female. But I'll tell you what, fathers, you can nurture your kids. You can nurture your kids because you provide emotional stability and encouragement for them. That's, where, that's why that statistics that we read is fatherless homes all these difficult things happen in kids' lives because where's the dad? The dad provides so much of that stability for that family. And dads, you can do it. Dads, you can do it. As a father shows compassion to his kids, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. You know, our children need to feel loved, supported, encouraged. And dads, you can do this. You can do this. And you can foster a, a healthy sensitivity Men, you can do this. You can be sensitive with your kids. I believe you're doing this and can do this. And then third, fathers, you are the building block you, to build strong family foundations. But it does require something of you. It takes time, presence, and guidance. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Again, fathers, this is a, a responsibility that you have. Train up. Discipline or disciple. Train up a child in the way he should go. And remember, so much of training is modeling. So much of training is modeling, especially as they get older. And so what are they seeing in, in, in your life? 
And the other part of that is guidance. How do you just kind of guide them along? Point the way, show them the way. Here's the next step. Train up a child in the way they should go. But it does require something of you. And, and I know this is why our culture is, by the way, do you realize that because if you saw the statistics, I guess I read you the statistics, of what happens when, when fathers are absent in a home, that is the enemy's play. If we can take fathers out of the home, if we can make fathers distracted, distant, disconnected, um, absent, he can, he can wreak havoc for generations to come. As opposed to the story that I just read, which is a father who's intentional and deliberate, and what happens, it passes on from generation to generation to generation because it's modeled. Now, I already believe, I know, I know some of you are like, oh, you're already running through your head. It's like, oh man, I, I failed in that way. Oh man, I just, uh, I fall short. Don't worry, don't worry. Today's a new day. His mercies are new every morning. There's grace. And, and today, you, you get to realize that what God has called you into, fathers, he's called you into greatness. But I want to share a couple things that are going to be um, important for you to, to begin if it's not currently in your life. And I, and I think sometimes you're like, part of it is true that if you haven't had good fathering in your life, that you like, I'm not sure how to do this. Because I don't, I didn't have, um, you might be saying, I didn't have a good father. I had a good father. But you might be saying, I didn't have a good father. And I, or I didn't have a father that knew what he was doing. He was doing the best he could. And by the way, don't, don't, hold, your, don't hold grudges against your dad. I will almost guarantee you that 99.9% that .9 of the time, they're doing the best that they could. And sometimes in their brokenness, they fail and they, and they stumble and they don't father you the way that you felt like you needed to be fathered. But in their brokenness, I believe that they're doing the best that they can do. So it's still important to honor them. Even a dad who has been, you know, absent or not there for you when you needed them to be there, just pray because God wants to bring healing into your father's heart as well. But for those of all of us who are dads who may feel like I just need to have a better modeling of what it is or, or I need to grow in what it means to be a father, the best way to do that is to spend time with your heavenly father because he's the best father. Jesus called, called him in, in his prayer, right? The, the Lord's prayer, our father who art in heaven. He's the best father and he's models for us. And so I just want to, I want to share with you three of his qualities that I believe that are probably his most powerful qualities that if we implement in our lives, is going to work wonders for our kids. So number one is from Romans 2, chapter 4. It says that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. See, see, while we were in our rebellion, God sent his son Jesus to die for us. So God served us while we were in rebellion. And he was kind to us in the midst of our rebellion. And it turned our hearts to him. I know some of you who have kids that are like really giving you a run for your money. Um, try kindness. Kindness leads to repentance. Romans 
The other one, I would just say this is, is a model of service. I've just shared that scripture for you from Romans chapter 5, verse 8. That, that that was the scripture while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. So that, that heart of service, laying down your life. And I, and I know it's hard. I know it's hard because we tend to want to be selfish. We want to be served, not to serve. At least I do. <laughs> Anybody like to be served? I have to say it's my love language, gift, um, <laughs> gift of service, or, uh, yeah. I like to be served, and, and my wife just says, no, you just like a maid. You just like to have a maid. I said, no, I would actually just like to be served. But, but in that, though, is, is really a heart that we should be serving our families. We should be serving our children. How do we serve them? And I'm not, even, I'm not saying that we tie their shoes. I'm, what I'm saying is, is how do we bring the best out of them? Like that you, you help them walk closer to Jesus, that you spend, you commit your time to invest things in their life that are eternal, that are going to help instill confidence in them. And then the last one, you know, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. The scripture says that, that our father disciplines those he loves. Our father disciplines those he loves. I think our society has kind of been like, hey, we'll just let the world teach our kids. We'll just let life happen. And life is the best, um, the best teacher. Well, life does teach us. But do you, want, you know, do you want pain to always teach? Or do you want a father to instruct and bring correction and discipline and guidance. And so this is what the Father does to us, right? It's in his kindness that had let, let, led us to repentance. That while we were yet sinners living in rebellion, that he served us. He came low to us. And he found ways that drew our hearts to him. And then he didn't let us go run wild. He just said, hey, I gave you my word to bring correction, discipline, guidance to those. And, and I'm not talking about just discipline of like, you know, corporal, corporal punishment. I'm not talking about that. I really believe he's talking about that guidance in that, in that strong correction that sometimes we need and our kids need. So how does this happen? We, we need to spend time with a father and fathers, I would encourage you, spend time with your heavenly father. Find that time. I know sometimes you feel like, where am I going to find time? I can barely just, you know, find enough time to like scoff down a meal and what have you. But, but spend time with your father. I'll tell you, it is going to change your perspective. He's going to give you the ability to know how to father better. I would say pray. Pray, pray for and pray with. Pray for and pray with. Fathers, if you haven't had the opportunity to start praying for your kids, I would say is so much power in praying for your kids. Pray for and pray with. Uh, I know sometimes you're like, I, I don't know if I can pray out loud, or especially over my kids, and you can do it. Superhero dads, you can do it, because this is how your kids view you. They, they want and need you to be the superhero dad. Not perfect, but intentional. Pray for and with your kids. I would say read scripture to your kids. Read scripture to your kids. I love doing this when um, there's some great picture books when your kids are really small. But I would then say, hey, find habits 
Um, I've just been thinking about that. I don't do that a lot with my kids anymore, but, but maybe I need to um, find intentional ways to be able to do that. There's power in the word, and there's power in, and maybe, maybe find creative ways. Maybe it's just if your kids are grown, send them a scripture. Hey, praying for you today. I was thinking about you, and, and text a scripture to them. That's a great way of, of infusing something of God's goodness into your kids' lives. And then, this is not new. I've been a broken record on this one, maybe because I just know the power and what our society is doing to help us all become invisible. It's like we're more connected than ever, but we're more uh, invisible than ever. But be present. Look somebody in the eye and help them to be seen, to be heard, and understood. You see, it's one thing to pass by quickly. How's your day? Yeah, good. Bye. Yeah, see ya. Great. <laughs> it's another thing to sit down and say, tell, tell me a little bit about what's going on on the inside. Tell me, tell me something that made you happy, sad. Tell me something about your day. That, um, tell, tell, me what's, yeah, tell me what's some of your hopes and your dreams. Let somebody be seen, heard, and then understood, which means you've taken the time to really begin to understand your child, your son, or your daughter. Pray for and pray with. Read scripture to or over or find creative ways to do that. Texting could be fine. Be present. Help them to be seen, heard, and understood. And then the fourth one is, is be engaged. I would just encourage you, in this world, again, it's very easy to say, I'm just going to speak to an age group if your kids are in school, right? It's easy to say, I've got them on the bus. Okay, I've tucked them in bed. We're good. And meanwhile, who does all the teaching? Your teachers do all the teaching. Nothing wrong with that, but, but, but do you know what's going on in your kids' lives, the eight hours they're gone from you a day? right? Are you present? Are you engaged? And I would say presence is different than engaged. Engaged is like, I know what's going on in my kid's life. I know what's going on in my son's and daughter's life. I would have to say that that is something that God is really growing me in right now. I was an active parent, sports games. I was, um, but engaged to the level to, to know what is what is going on on the inside is it takes a, a level of intentionality. Be engaged. So pray for and with, read scripture to, uh, over your kids, be present, help them to be seen, heard, and understood, and then forth, be engaged. You see, because then, then we can leverage those things that God's um, showed us. It's kindness that leads us to repentance. When your kids are struggling and they've made mistakes, are you quick to um, provoke them? demean them, criticize them, or are you kind and let them lead them into repentance? Are you in a place where it's like, is your show more important or your computer more important or your, your social media more important? Or have you taken the time to look your sons and daughters in the eyes and say, I'm here for you and I'm going to lay down my life for you. And then do we, it takes energy. I, I get it. It takes energy to disciple or discipline your kids. Just the way God does. He, he loves us so much that he takes time to discipline us. 
Dads, you can do this. And it doesn't matter if you are in the baby stage, the teenage stage, or if you've got grown children who are now adults. Dads, you still have, as long as you have breath, you have an opportunity to be a father. I would just also say then, I would encourage you for the spirit, uh, this applies for the spiritual dads. Our society needs more spiritual parenting than ever. Our kids, our youth ministry. It's interesting in our youth ministry, we have a lot of um, girls who are willing to help out and to be spiritual moms, but we really could use some spiritual dads in our youth ministry. There are young boys that um, that could use some spiritual fathers. So if God's stirring in your heart, please talk to me or Pastor Richie or Carrie. Um, and then just be open to that. Not everybody can be a biological dad. Not everybody um, had that, has that opportunity, but everybody has the potential to be a spiritual father. And we can grow in that. In closing, I just want to read this, this scripture talking about our role as fathers in, in the way that the natural is also in the spiritual and how our father treats us is how we should be treating um, our own spiritual or natural kids. This kind of came to mind, the 23rd Psalm, and I'm just going to read it in an iteration that's a little bit different, but I think a lot of you know the 23rd Psalm, so you can kind of get where I'm going. My dad is my superhero. I shall not be in want. He looks after me and he brings me to good places that will nurture me and feed my soul. He leads me beside the places that bring peace to my life. He restores my soul. He leads me to paths where I know how to make the right decision. He's been there to guide me. Even though our kids sometimes walk through the difficult times that seem dark, depressing, filled with anxiety, I don't have to be afraid because my dad is with me. My dad's discipline, my dad's guidance, my dad's direction it actually comforts me because I know my dad cares. Though sometimes kids are meeting me at school, I feel like the world is against me. I feel like I have enemies all around me. My dad is there to pray over me, to guide me with scriptures. So my cup, my life feels full. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all my days because I have dwelt 
in the house of my Father who loves me. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful that you have parented us so well. Today, our Father in heaven, we honor you. We submit our life to your guidance, instruction, correction, and discipline. We thank you for your kindness while we were in rebellion and you drew our hearts to you. Not judging us, not condemning us, but giving us a way out with your son, Jesus Christ. For that, we're grateful. Father, for us as fathers in the room, biological fathers and spiritual fathers, help us to realize that we have an incredible opportunity and responsibility to not only pour into our kids, but pour into this next generation that our active attentiveness and presence and engagement in our prayers and our commitment to model our lives before our kids give us an incredible opportunity to not only leave deposits of goodness in this life, but it will leave a legacy for future generations of sons and daughters who become fathers and mothers, passing on the legacy of faith. For those young men who are not yet fathers, I pray this message would instill upon them something that would, they would remember that when they become fathers, they say, I'm going to be the superhero dad, not the way the world sees it, but to be a superhero in the faith, a hero of faith, a hero of faith that puts my relationship with, with you, Lord, first above all things. That we then hold a, a relationship with our spouse in a way that creates a, a, an environment in the home that is safe and secure. And then we take the responsibility of fatherhood seriously. Lord, I pray even in this conversation today, this, this moment today, that you would stir in the hearts of men here today, today to say, I want to be spiritual fathers. I want to be a spiritual father pouring into this next generation. Father, for, for the fathers that we remember today, who maybe were not the model father that we hoped for or needed but Lord, let us understand that they were doing their best. They were doing their best in their brokenness and their frailty and their own maybe poor upbringings. Father, help us to, to get closer to you, our Father. To, to get so close to you that we, we would carry the spirit that you give us for fathering according to your will and your way and, and that, that you've modeled for us. The Lord Jesus, we would grow in our kindness that would lead to repentance, that we would, that we would take on the heart to serve, 
to serve our kids and our families, that we would guide them well, guide them into your ways and into your truth. Father, we thank you for this. I just honor our fathers today. They truly are superheroes in a world, in a society that wants to diminish. Father, they are so valuable. They are so valuable. They are the bedrock of our society. Let them see that picture, Lord Jesus, and let them rise to the place that you've already equipped them to. We honor them today. And everybody said, amen. Thank you so much for watching us online. We're so glad that you joined us. We trust that Jesus has spoken to your heart and you've been challenged by his word. If you'd like to know more information about Grace Capital Church, please visit us at gccnh.com. We'll see you next time.